Welcome, listening audience, to episode 13 of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the podcast. Listening audience, so serious. Well, yeah, you know, it's our 13th episode. Can't we just Gotta say hey, guys? No, we can't say hey, guys. I like saying no. hey, guys. Hey, guys sucks. No, it's great. Sucks. It's an old standby. Yeah, it still sucks, though. It's like hello. Somebody at one point was like, man, everybody keeps saying hello. That's so over it. Yeah, no. Hey, guys. Nope. <laughs> So we got stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. I thought you were just going to go into it. Oh, yeah. Um, so Baristas. I, yeah. I am not only a podcast creator, I am also a podcast consumer. And uh, one of the ones that I really like is the Stuff Your Mom Never Told You, or Stuff Mom Never Told You podcast. Mm, um, it helps to know the name. You know what? <laughs> I win. Um... Yeah, they, uh, it's these two women who basically talk about just general issues of the day with a slightly feminist standpoint. Um, talk about issues of STEM education and also the Lean In series, but they'll also talk about relatively mundane things, and they did an episode that was um, about the coffee industry and how when it was generally considered more of like a general service industry, um, women were fairly equally represented. But as it's become more of a specialty, expert, gourmet, small, special brew, whatever industry, it's becoming increasingly uh, dominated by men. And this is a trend that tends to happen in a lot of different industries. And um, it reminded me very much, as a video editor, of the sort of history of video editing. So I thought I'd give you a mini history lesson on uh, the film industry. Um, Some of you may have heard the term the golden age of Hollywood. This was generally from around the 1920s to mid to late 50s, generally done by about the 60s. Um, But this was basically the time when you had the big five studios who were churning out movies and they were really the main form of entertainment. There was no television. People didn't have a lot of disposable income. Movies were kind of king. Um, And they called this sort of the big studio system or the factory system because these studios were really run very much like factories. Um, They were trying to create just a massive amount of content. To give you a sense of uh, the difference, in 2012, the major studios, Disney, Fox, Paramount, Sony, Universal, and Warner Brothers, produced 92 films. In 1957, which was considered sort of the beginning of the end, they produced, uh, between RKO, Fox, Paramount, Warner Brothers, and Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, 300 films. Wow. Yeah. In the That's ni- crazy. Yeah. In the 1920s, those same big five studios averaged 700 films per year holy wow (laughs) 700 films a year 700 films a year wow so that's that's crazy well part of it was they owned the distribution as well as Uh the production so everything was shot on a lot nothing was shot on location Um, okay yeah they owned the theaters the and a lot of yes and a lot of the parallel like film production companies so the companies that were actually making film mm-hmm. were owned by the people using and selling the film so um, they were pretty much given a license to print their own money right okay the the reason that they were um the beginning of the end like i said around the the late 50s was that uh they were actually hit with an antitrust suit okay which effectively um 
separated the distribution from the production companies. And that was a huge hit. And then television came along and other things like that. Okay. Um, but the they would keep talent on uh, contracts, long-term contracts. So you didn't sign on to do a picture with Fox. You signed on to a eight-picture deal with Fox. Oh, okay. So that was their writers, their directors, their actors, all of that. It was the time of really, really big movie stars, and they belonged to studios. Um, which is part of the reason why in older movies you see a lot of the same actors appearing in uh, in films together. Because mm-hmm. they were sort of the big names of the day. I gotcha. Okay. Um, so with this studio system that was basically a factory system... Editing was sort of considered on par with secretarial work because they basically had formulas. You go from the wide shot to the medium to the close-up to the medium, and, you know, you just followed the action, basically. Okay. It was extremely formulaic. Um, Very kind of boring and tedious. Right. And they were cutting film by hand at the time. They were using, you know, the physical film. So a lot of it was cutting and, you know, pasting things together. So it was sort of really repetitive work as far as the physical part of it. Okay. Um, Yeah. So it was... Considered perfect for women. Ladies love repetitive work. Oh, that's lame. It is lame. But the fun thing was, um, (laughs) as films became more this art form, which they kind of had to progress to that point once they had so many challengers for for entertainment, Mm -hmm. um, women were sort of pushed out of the system. But even to this day, editing finds more females than most other um, major Hollywood industries. Hmm. So you're going to find a lot more females in editing than you would in directing or um, okay, yeah. cinematography or whatever. So I just thought that was a fun fact. Um, that was long with a little history lesson. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to tell Steve this story over dinner, but he said to save it for the podcast. Well, yeah. I figured, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a good story. So it is. Might as well share it with our podcast peoples. Well, and it's one of those things where... I took a lot of history of film classes, obviously, being a video production major, but it's not necessarily something that people know about, even though it's pretty influential. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's that. What you I got mean, on? I personally didn't realize it. Yeah. 700 films a year. <laughs> that is just crazy. Right? I did research. <laughs> Yay, research. Woot, woot, <laughs> It's, it's from multiple sources. It's two, at least, obviously. <laughs> so do you want to update us on how your graphics card's going? Oh, the graphics card. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, no. It's good. The graphics card. I, did I explain the crashing issue? Which crashing? Uh, no, no. Because no. we, hadn't, we hadn't actually got it back That's and gotten right. fixed yet. Okay. It's been like two weeks since we podcasted. <laughs> so I run a little bit of an unorthodox system for my editing. Um, the company has an iMac. That is a 2009. I can't remember if it's early or late. It's a 2010, I think. Is it? Yeah. It might be, yeah. 2010. Doesn't really matter. Um, well, it does for later. <laughs> well, I, you know what I mean. It's 2010 iMac, possibly. Um, and I have my Mac Pro. Um, so what I actually do... Oh, and there's also another, uh, I believe, Sony television monitor style thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would do... I have apparently one of the iMacs, the few iMacs, that will boot into target display mode, which means that I was basically using the iMac as a monitor for the Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. So I'm running a dual monitor system on the Mac Pro, but when I want to, 
like let's say I'm doing a particularly long render, I've got a lot of things going, I can flip over to the IMAX actual I'm a whole computer now function and I can do small renders over there. It doesn't have any kind of accelerated GPU or anything like that. It hasn't even got very much RAM, but... Or you can do basic stuff like checking emails, keeping up with clients, that sort of stuff too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, just small small background kind of things. And mm-hmm. I would do that fairly regularly. Um, <laughs> so with that very unique setup, which, you know, not a lot of people testing what happens in that particular setup. If I'm running Media Encoder... Yeah. Which is when I would want to switch over. And I try to switch screens, the whole thing goes crazy and crashes. <laughs> it just gets goofy. Yeah. So, as it was pointed out to me, not a major flaw. It's right. a slight inconvenience. Um, I basically have to decide which computer I'm using before I start to render. Not a huge deal. No, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yay, new graphics. Oh, but I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is I can run, um, I was basically doing everything on quarter quality previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm running pretty much everything at half quality. It's sort of the default. Um, and I can do four multicams at three times speed before it chokes. Mm-hmm. And I can do three multicams at like four or five times speed. And by choke, you mean it just it starts skipping frames? It starts frames. stuttering. Yeah, it's yeah. not. That it doesn't it... crash. Okay. No. So yeah, overall improved. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. But you know, slight glitch with the screen situation. I opened a support ticket, and they were basically like, "We've never heard of anyone with a system like that." So no. <laughs> and it's not that. Knowing what I know about the system and how it works, it's not that the graphics card is doing anything wrong. It's basically, it's like you're unplugging a display in the middle of it trying to work, mm. and it's just doing some re-stuff. You can go ahead and make noise. It's okay. Sorry. Just dragging stuff over. You're going <laughs> to pour some tea. Um, so, yeah, basically, it's the, the system is saying, oh, I had two displays connected. Now I have one display connected. So, and it's just rearranging the desktop and stuff. And I guess that's because it's using OpenCL instead of OpenGL is making the things just kind of go crazy. Go freak out and die. Yeah. Well, although you, know. you had a really good idea, we haven't tested it yet, um, of putting the factory uh, graphics card, which is an AMD. No, it's a it's a NVIDIA GeForce. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's a GT120. Yeah. It's a little like it's got like a half gig of RAM or something. Right. Like yeah. Um. Putting that in as well as the Sapphire card and mm-hmm. running the displays off of that. But I don't know if I'm going to get the same kind of color matching that Ooh, I was getting with the yeah, Sapphire card. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, previously I couldn't really get my two monitors, even with the calibration. To color match. To color match. Um, but when I put the Sapphire card in, they're really close. One's a little bit warmer. But... Hmm. Curious. Well, the Sapphire actually has an uh, an HDMI port on it, doesn't it? It does. That might be part of it. Oh, because it's not going through the adapter? Yeah, it's not going through, like, uh, what is it, DVI to HDMI or something like that. Yeah, that could be it, too. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Oh, well. Well, good. Up, back and running, all repaired. Everything's working great, so. Um, Next hurdle, SSD. Yeah. That, That may not take too long. I've been looking at some good prices there. Yeah. Yep. So... Moving on. Yeah. Good. Are you good with your film topics? Yeah. I just, uh, 
you know, just a couple things in the photo world. Oh. What? We might cycle, cycle back to another film topic. Cycle back to another film topic? Okay. Oh, no, it, it, it works with one of the things that you have. Oh, okay. We'll just uh, hop in when, when I get to that it, I guess. a super segue that I did right there. <laughs> do you like it? It's a future segue. Let's do derail. Do we just do like a flash forward with a flash back and a flash <laughs> sideways? Derail this train. Man. How is that even possible? I don't okay. Know. So, uh, on to the photo stuff. Um, <laughs> something new that came out that I saw that kind of made me laugh because you know me. I really... I have a deep-seated dislike for the trendy girls, you know, people wearing Uggs, people wearing spandex pants or just leggings as pants. There's, I, there's just something about it that just pisses me off. If and you I'm, found a comparable dude that you couldn't stand type-wise, yeah. I might be more understanding. I'm thinking about it. There is. There's the dudes that wear the tank tops with the holes that like go from their shoulders all the way down to their waist. Do you see what? those guys out in the world? Now? I do, yeah. They come through the mall all the time. You'd be surprised really? at what people wear in the mall. It's crazy. Yeah. The mall is an interesting social experiment. <laughs> Gone wrong. Jeez. I'm just saying it doesn't affect you in any way. Like, there was this one dude who had a tank top, <laughs> and he had the tank top tucked into his boxers, and then he had his pants literally sagging almost down to his knees. Like, they were maybe three inches above his knees. And he was walking, holding them up. And I was like, at at one point, what point do you just, just give up? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't get it. If you have to work that hard to keep your clothes on you while you're walking, what what's the point? I don't know. I just can't waste my energy being mad about stuff that doesn't I mean, affect my just, life. It's whatever. <laughs> you know, I see it. I'm like, Err, and then I just move on. Whatever. But, um, but no. <laughs> so on to this topic. Uh People, uh, people, people, experts, whoever. Who are these experts? I don't know. People, health people. There's like a world health something or other. I want an exact name. Well. Of um, either a renowned organization and oh or a physician. Oh my gosh. Jeez. I'm sorry. This just seems like one of those stories that people keep sharing because they think it's hilarious, so, but it's so not actually see. true. Um, hmm. I'm trying to look for a, the SFist. I guess the. This is right up there with the wolf and Soshi. Oh, no. that What do you mean right up there with the wolf? Oh, you mean as far as like the news getting out and yeah. saying, yeah, it's this and that and it's stuff? It's definitely happening. Um, oh, wait, it's not. <laughs> so this is attributed to the California lice expert Marcy McQuillan. So Marcy McQuillan. I'm going to have to Google her. California lice expert. I, I don't know how you get the title of California. <laughs> anyway, on to the reason why I find it so amusing. <clears throat> all, the selfie, all the selfies that have been taken... You know, ever since, I guess, camera phones became popular, point and shoots became popular, girls got stupid, guys got stupid. I don't know. You know, the selfies where they, like, smash their heads together and take a picture? Well, apparently, this is spreading lice. And I think it's hilarious. I don't. I'm sorry. I still don't believe it. What was her name? Marcy? Yeah. Marcy McQuillan. Marcy, I do not believe you. I'm going to need to see a chart or something. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I feel like there's as much lice as there ever was. And people I, just think that selfies though. are funny. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I just, I don't know. Sounds I, I, made up. Sounds like internet hokum. Hmm. Yeah. So apparently and related to that, um, uh, in California, <laughs> bartenders are going to have to wear gloves. What? Yep. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't the alcohol sanitize their hands? Um, I guess. 
Um, it's a new California. It's a California law that bans culinary workers from touching uncooked food with their bare hands. And apparently, the rules apply to bartenders who are supposed to wear the gloves to put limes in the mojitos and cherries in the Manhattan. Oh, for God's sake! Right? I just, <laughs> I, 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 seriously, can we just sanitize the world? Can we just have helicopters know. flying by, spraying Purell everywhere? I'm ugh, California. Always with you. <laughs> Just always with pro- you. The problem is, is they do it and then it catches on. No, they do. And there's some legitimately good stuff that's come out of there. But there's just been some wacky shit. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why there's municipalities in California that are declaring bankruptcy. Yes, declaring bankruptcy. No, I'm aware. It's just, I mean, not everything good comes out of California. But no. it all seems to catch on, whether it's good or bad. Right? Ugh. California. Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. And stop being bankrupt. Right? Work on that. Apparently, they um, are offering, they just legislated that they're going to be offering uh, tax incentives for movies and television shows, which they hadn't previously done, but they're hemorrhaging production companies to Louisiana and Georgia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And all these other states which have these incentives up to like 12% or something like that. So California is now going to be offering like 6%. And I think it's uh, something crazy if you shoot a pilot there. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. like they're losing their film industry. So remember how we kind of talked about a couple episodes about the visual effects industry going down the tubes? Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently... (laughs) The, the, you know, the, this, there's legislation out there that's already enacted that is, is supposed to help this visual effects industry just because of the way it was written. And guess where it comes from? Farming. No. No. The MPAA and the RIAA. Huh. As part of their anti-piracy and anti-campaign, um, anti-copyright laws and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry for people who don't know. I'm like waving my hands around trying to get the idea out there. Um, yeah, apparently, um, as part of their thing, they want to get the the idea of you know films and stuff uh, treated as an actual commodity, and so it can be um, charged uh, import and export tariffs and taxes. That's a terrible idea. Um, right. <laughs> it, it, it's it's to, it's to kind of get it to get it be traded as a physical commodity, as if you were trading, you know, physical media coming over. They're trying to make money <clears> because <throat> the Asian market is becoming bigger than the American market. Right. Jackasses. But here's how it's going to <laughs> help the visual effects industry: massive taxes on trying to send your VFX overseas, because that's the biggest problem right now. Mm. Is the VF, VFX houses are being outsourced to um, developing nations, to nations who have... George got a bug. No, I think he's got a twisty tie. George! Yeah. Um, hang on. She's going to get the twisty tie away from the cat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're taking the um, the idea that this stuff is a commodity. I think he has it in his mouth. <laughs> they're taking the idea that this stuff is a commodity, and the um, the... He had it. It's over there. Hang on, folks. Whoa. Oh, okay. We found it. Okay. I was almost have to pause. Might have to pause the podcast. Oh, no. Um, so they're taking this stuff, and they, they're wanting it to be treated as a commodity like they would treat the film itself. And because of that, it has to be subject to import and export taxes and tariffs. 
which in the end will help out the VFX houses because the cheapness of sending these VFX stuff out to these uh, other countries where they can do it cheaper, quote unquote cheaper, yeah. they're just undercutting is all they're doing, uh, where they can do it cheaper is all of a sudden going to become not cheaper. So it's kind of a, yeah. it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because it's more laws and more money and a money grab. But it's a good thing because it's going to hopefully help save an industry that quite literally is dying here in the United States. But it's also a bad thing because we're just getting to the point where these movies that are... Wow, that was weird. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, Whoa. but what I was trying to say was that um, we're just hitting a point where a lot of these Asian market movies and European market movies are being released in the U.S. Um, through U.S. distributors. Mm -hmm. And that tariff is going to create another road bump to an already kind of rough road. Um, right. And it's going to encourage studios to remake these films. Mm-hmm in the united states and what tends to happen as i think we've learned from old boy and death at a funeral and movies like that is that they are not nearly as not good. nearly as good and uh the other thing is american movies are already hugely pirated in other yeah. countries <laughs> massively pirated yes. yes they are making them more expensive is not the way to get less piracy outside of the united states no it's, it's not just not in fact i'm not sure in what way this will stop piracy in any country <sighs> let's make things more expensive therefore people will buy them instead of stealing i don't know no my point wasn't that it's about piracy my point was about saving the vfx industry it is but at the same time i think it's going to do more harm than good yeah um so wow that was a okay fun fact yeah yeah did you know that the bubbles in The Little Mermaid were almost not completed on time because of the Tiananmen Square incident. Really? Because all the bubbles were done in China. Oh. No, I did not know that. Fun fact. Yeah. Kind of sad, but also fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sad and fun. We're learning today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my mic is crackling a little bit. Do you hear that at all? Yeah. No? It you do? It feels a little sharp in my ear, but little that's okay. Sharp? Okay. Don't all play right. with it now. No, I'm not going to play with it now. We're in the middle of things. Um, anyway... So, yeah, lice and selfies. That's always fun. Don't believe it. I believe it. <laughs> um, the Dalai Lama joined Instagram. Go Dolly. And it's actually, he posts some pretty good pictures. I started following him. I would imagine he travels kind of a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually him or, you know, one of his emissaries. Sure but still, that's kind of cool, you it know. That's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like when the Pope joined Twitter. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the papacy joined Twitter. The yeah. Pope did not join Twitter. What, who's your favorite person to follow on, on Instagram? Oh, on Instagram? Just a visuals thing. Um, I don't know. I don't spend as much time on there as you do. Like, I don't have a lot of, like, artsy people oh. that I follow. I got a couple, and Sam has eyebrows. That's a that's an awesome one. Yeah. That's I a... think the only one that I follow that's not a person that I actually know is Ed Sheeran. Oh, okay. 
He posts fun stuff. Yeah. Sometimes he gets a little repetitive when he's on tour. Just a little bit. But, That's all right. That's it. But it's also kind of fun because you get to see different venues around mm-hmm. the place. He takes a picture of the crowd at every show that he does. So people will share it and yeah. tag themselves and things like that. But I remember when he's taking them and then like he was taking them from his vantage point on stage. Mm-hmm. And then after about like 15 or 20, he's like, man, they all look the same. <laughs> so he had one of his uh, stage hands, yeah, uh, his guitar tech to, to take them from the side. Yeah. yeah. It's a good um, tactic, though. It gets people to definitely share when they might not have otherwise done so. So, Pope, or no, Dalai Lama, Instagram. Ah! Pope's on Twitter. He Pope's might be on, on Instagram, too. Pope's but. on Twitter. Dalai Lama's on Instagram. Don't get the confused. Check him out. <laughs> you might be disappointed. <laughs> um, uh, one more. I'll, I'll talk about my other thing, and then we can go into the one that I think you want to segue through. Yeah. Um, is the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, joined the ranks of the Chicago Sun-Times, laying off all of its photographers. Mm -hmm. However, they said that they need to reapply for video-centric positions. Mm. So they're firing their photographers for being photo people, and then they want them to reapply to be photo-video people. Mm. So like I said before, it's going to be an (coughs) all-in-one news-gathering person that is going to go out there, and they're going to write the story. They're going to take video, and then they're going to grab stills for the print edition, mm. which is, you lose a lot of your bias. I mean, not your bias, your, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, variety? No, not variety. Just um, your, your sources. When you have many different people reporting on the same thing, you get different viewpoints, mm. right? Yeah. And then your job as a consumer or as a smart person is to take and kind of combine them together and try and form your own opinion of everything, yeah. right? So, but I mean, it's I sort of understand why they're doing it, just because if they were using DSLRs to begin with, it's not a far leap from photo to video. Right. It's not an easy leap, yeah. but it's not a far leap. Um, the other thing is, news is just fighting tooth and nail with the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, even trying to wrap itself up in the internet, people yeah. people have gotten to a point where they don't trust their news sources. Because they feel like they're part of a system that doesn't know what it's doing. Right. Um, but is that because the news sources have all kind of merged into one? And they're, I mean, yeah. what is it? Um, oh, what's his name? They're all owned by like three corporations right. or something right. like that. What's the dude? Uh, Virgin Atlantic. What's his name? Oh, I don't know. Um, asshole with the with the <laughs> island and, and the spaceship and everything. Oh, You yeah, know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> feel like an idiot on the podcast not knowing his name but yeah he owns a ton of media conglomerates yeah um and it's just you know all these different newspapers are all owned by the same yeah three four companies so Mm -hmm. and they all the newspapers the radio stations the um uh tv stations are all owned by the same so you know where are you actually going to get your news from that's a you know a a non a, a an objective view. An objective. Thank you. An objective view. You know, because these people who own these big corporations are then in the pockets of the government. So they're going to report favorably on stories that they feel are going to be good for their general cause. I don't so, even know if it goes that far. I mean, I think there's definitely a slight agenda. But I like, I think, I think news people are idealists at heart. They all want to be... You know, they all want to be Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah, they I mean, want to be the, they want to be Murrow. They want to be you know. Right. They want to be those media mm-hmm. guys, but the problem is that those media guys have been put onto this like 
<laughs> pedestal or platform. This pedestal of knowing more than everybody else. Like right. they knew better and that's how they saved us all. And the media took that persona and they just really ran with it. And to the point where a lot of media professionals have made offhanded comments that basically say we're helping the people by telling them what they need to think Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of yeah it's just kind of um that attitude has made people go well screw you very much i'm gonna read joe's blog right because joe seems to know what's going on and he doesn't think he's better than me exactly (laughs) and and joe's not paid to say this stuff right and joe seems to get it pretty quick and you you guys have to wait to go to print and that's and you know We've been, you know, watching the show Newsroom, which I think is just phenomenal. It's a great show. Was it uh, Barry? Is it Son? Son film? No. Who 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 writes that? Oh, uh, blah, 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 the guy who did uh, Sports Night. And also did Men in Black, right? Uh. Oh my gosh. I know, right? <laughs> it's completely drawn a blank. That's that's why you don't have margaritas before the podcast. We are having <laughs> the worst time. Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin, thank you. <laughs> why did I do that? I almost said Alan Sorkin, and I was literally yeah. reading it. So, so it's not a great night <clears throat> for facts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sorkin is just awesome. He is, but even he has said, like, the only reason the show works is because hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. You know, it's sort of like what we all want news to be, but what it can't ever really be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you can clearly see what's going on, you know, five years later... Yeah, it all looks great. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. But I think it's kind of funny, though, because uh, they had an episode where they were like, Obama's not really hard on gun violence. Da, 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 da. This is, he hasn't tried to crack down on guns at all. They right. just keep saying that. And then, like, <laughs> I think it was two years after it aired, because I went back and I rewatched uh, the first season. Or maybe it was like, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, right after Obama was like, let's get some legislation going to get these guns out of everything. Right. And it was, like, right. the whole debate over the assault rifles and da 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 mm-hmm. And I was like, oops. <laughs> yep. 2020 can only see so far. That's true. <laughs> but I, I like the I like the show. I think the show is very compelling. And I also like the fact that it, yes, it is 2020 hindsight. But yeah. it... It's a it's a newsroom that tries to get an impartial story. It you is. know what I mean? And I like the And I, I want to believe that actually that right. exists. Well, and I like the idea that they show that it's not the only reason it works is because this guy is already really really powerful. Right. Like you can't get to the top with this right. kind of reporting. Right. You have to decide at the top that this is the kind of reporting mm-hmm. you want to do. And he constantly struggles with the argument between the commercial success yeah. and the legitimacy of the news. Which, you know, fair points. I'm not sure what we got on this topic. <laughs> oh. We were talking, talking about the Orlando <laughs> Sentinel and, and, and how it's firing its, its photographers yeah. and making them rehire as videographers. Yeah. Which I think also sucks because it's probably going to do stupid things like reset their, you know, retirement and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, they're not just retraining them. Right. They're actually firing them. And then possibly and then, rehiring them. And then, them. you know, they have to reapply for a video-centric position. Mm. And I think part of it is because, you know, the, the Sentinel probably tried to say, oh, you know, we're going to change your your job description. And they said, no. <laughs> Yeah. They and the union said, no, <laughs> you're not going to do that. And How'd they said, no, and well, well, screw you guys. And you're all fired. And then you can try and get rehired with the rest of the job market. Yeah. So. 
You're right there. Yep. All right. I'm a little tea down. Myself, it's okay. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll move into our final topic here, which yeah. is of course the Magic Lantern raw video. And uh, someone used the Magic Lantern <clears throat> uh, settings on a uh, DSLR camera to take a video or an image that was captured and expose it properly for both the moon and Saturn. In crazy. one shot. It's pretty crazy. Which anybody who's ever looked up at the night sky knows that the light difference is huge. Yeah. The moon is a million times brighter than Saturn. So the fact that they were able to do that and that the magic lantern actually had enough chutzpah in it to um, to do that, to be able to pull that out. I'm wondering when Canon's going to buy out magic lantern. Um, never. I don't know. I just I, I don't know I don't I don't feel like Canon wants their stuff to go that way because I mean there's there's I a lot like of stuff where it. you know Magic Lantern toasts the camera bricks the camera well it happens there there have been I don't I know they warn you it can happen I don't know yeah. I've never heard of anybody bricking a camera it'll happen it can happen totally I I would like see I, I mean you just it. you just screw up the firmware <laughs> and I, I don't think it's so much the Magic Lantern itself it's just you know, there's a bug in the code, or it wasn't loaded on properly. You know, there's a million different things. But the fact is, is you're really going into the internals, and you're really playing around with how it, um, you know, how it is. Yeah. So, who knows? Uh, it's, it's got such, like, massive capabilities, though. It's a really nice piece of firmware. Right, it, it really does expand the capabilities of the Canon camera line. Hugely. Um, yeah, we were actually playing with the, uh, the video RAW function on mm-hmm. the 70 okay. i think we had it yeah. on there um it was either the mark ii or the the 70 i can't remember um but yeah just some general shooting around the uh the parking lot kind of stuff it looked really nice um the main thing that i noticed uh of course there's more detail in fine lines things like that trees bushes they don't turn to mush quite so quickly mm-hmm. um but it was really the color accuracy was a lot better uh, with the raw because it's a four 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 space. I think is it four 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 or four four two? I want to say it's four four four. Mm. It might be four four two. I can't remember right now. Well, if it's a four four two, it's an uncompressed four four two. Yeah, I want to say it's four 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 though. Okay. Um, I, I'll, versus I'll the H two six four, which was a four one one. Is H two six four really four one one? Yeah, it's four one one. I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, it's pretty That's, oh, pretty squished. Ugh. Um. <clears throat> But the Yuck. the H264 compression really adds um, sort of a pinkish tint. Mm-hmm. Um, so you then have to take out and pose. Right. Well, it's especially bad on skin tones, but everything has a little bit of a warmer tint, mm-hmm. um, which in some cases I actually kind of like mm-hmm. because we do a lot of, you know, obviously very lovey-dovey stuff with weddings. Yeah. Um, Aww, yeah. So that little pinkish cast can be kind of romantic and nice. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but yeah, we do a lot of work to get the skin tones correct um with our our color correction um but yeah with the raw it looked it was pretty much dead on color accurate wow that's cool yeah if anything it was maybe a little bit too cool Mm -hmm. but easy to fix when you got a 444 color that's true yeah. (laughs) yeah white balance is definitely easier to adjust in a 444 space yeah it was just interesting because there were, like, red cars on the parking lot and things mm-hmm. like that. And when you're looking at the, the H264, 
they sort of blend in with the background you're like yeah that car is red moving on but yeah. with the uh, the raw it really was like bam this car is red <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about in terms of space like, oh it's massive is it um, filling up cards left and right yeah i think it was a one minute clip was like five gigs holy jeez oh yeah it's yeah. massive so there's no way you could shoot that on a wedding no we did discuss um possibly shooting just the b-roll uh-huh. in raw but i wasn't sure if that would mess up our post flow right or if it would really be worth it in the end yeah i don't know that's a i don't know it would be mostly to just have our foot in the water more okay. than anything else to kind of play with it get it into the workflow that kind of thing but mm-hmm. we still haven't uh, discounted the the c100 as possibly our next camera but that does shoot to the abc hd format no it'll shoot uh i thought it would shoot um pretty sure it's abc hd quick time mov because uh i, w- I read that and That's i was a... just like mm, abc hd hmm. nobody likes you go home <laughs> sorry i just want to look up the specs right now that's right. uh <laughs> uh but yeah because it shoots so. to the sd cards not the cf so it wouldn't surprise me if it was abc hd hmm hang on i'm just looking at the specs of- <laughs> right so go ahead and keep talking things and stuff <laughs> i mean the nice thing is it would um would still work with the uh canon lenses that you guys yeah have. lenses yeah and it's got oh. its built-in uh, me- mechanical uh, new- neutral density filter. So. We are also getting a... Are you getting a Zeiss lens? Sigma lens. Oh, a Sigma lens. Okay. We have a Zeiss lens. It's like a 32 millimeter, I think. It's in the 30s. Hmm. Yeah. It's actually... It's a very pretty lens, and it's really nice for... Um, rack focus stuff mm-hmm. um because it's got such a smooth motion on it it's really nice yeah okay yeah i know so it does do the avchd file format but the compression is mpeg4 avc h avc slash h264 hmm. i'm getting you still need to transcode it but but i think it's got it's got an sdi out on it doesn't it because it's got an SDI out, then you can just output it to an Atmos Ninja. And you got to bring more things. You got to attach them to the camera. You just Velcro the Atmos Ninja on there. There you go. Yeah. Done. Plus, remember, this is a five thousand dollar camera, mm-hmm. so buying extra stuff might not be in the budget. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, you shoot on it with it is, you know, the way it is right then, and then you can just later on get the Atmos Ninja. <laughs> what? Shush. Nothing. Shush. Oh wait, maybe it doesn't have a. Well, it's got HDMI. So it could do a full HDMI out. That would be what it would, that, that would be what we primarily use it for. It's like kind of our main doesn't have to stop and mm-hmm. uh, figure out how to clear away all the the display stuff. All the crap, crap. Yeah. Yeah. Because they still haven't figured that out for the Mark II. Either. Well, it's not that they haven't figured it out. Well, they're it's not. That, they're not doing it. Yeah. But <laughs> but you can do. I mean, you can use the Magic Lantern and you can do it. You can turn off all the recording overlays with Magic Lantern. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say. Hmm. Oh, it'll do. Okay, it'll do continuous recording too. Yeah. Um, although at a. Because it's in. It's like with dual cards. It's something mm-hmm. like 
half your footage is going to be on one card and half your footage is going to be on the other, which is kind of lame, but, you know. Yeah, sort of. I, I could cut. I'm, I'm just really curious as to how they can, how they break apart the FAT32 file system, because that's the problem with a lot of the cards right now, is that FAT32 file system only allows a single file to be so large. So, I mean, does it record, does it just continuously record and then it just chunks it into, you know, four gig files or? No, know. what it's doing is it's literally, it's doing the same <clears throat> thing that the, the, like the Mark II is doing where if you have Magic Lantern, you can do continuous shooting to mm-hmm. an extent. It'll yeah. stop the clip and it'll start back up. Okay. It's doing the exact same thing, only at the time that it's stopping one clip on one card, mm-hmm. it's record, it's starting a recording on the other card. Hmm. So literally. Well, because it's. The, the reason why it stops the clip is not because it can't write fast enough to the card. It's because the card has a limit on how large each individual file can be. Right. I'm saying that there's two cards. Mm-hmm. So basically you're skipping the pause. <coughs> skipping the pause. What do you mean? Okay. So if you're shooting with Magic Lantern, yeah. you shoot for roughly 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it clicks. It stops recording for like... A half a second yeah and then it comes back on mm-hmm. and that's to keep that file size within the range right so imagine you've got two cameras and when one is about to click off you hit record on the other one okay so it just overlaps right and then do you have to deal with the overlap in post yeah. or oh okay so you, oh, like okay. i said if you shoot okay. for an hour half of your footage is going to be on card a half your footage is going to be on card b you have gotcha. 30 minutes here 30 minutes here i gotcha and, and it just ping pongs other... back and forth okay yeah I gotcha. But if you know that it's happening, you can obviously organize better. Well, I mean, realistically, you wouldn't even have to do that with two cards. You just have to have a, a, a large enough internal processor that can start recording before it stops recording, starts recording one stream before it stops recording another stream. I don't think that's how it works, though. I know, but you could do that. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Dead silence. Dead silence. All right. Sorry. Cats are running around like crazy. Gates are up for the dog. and Oh, yeah. We got some pet gates. Thanks to Woot. Woot.com. Got some pet gates to help keep our dog accident-free. They have a cat door. Yeah, they have a cat door <laughs> so our cats, George and Ruby, can get through. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, Mardi Gras coming up this weekend. Mardi Gras is going to get Mardi rain Gras. slash ice slash snowed out. I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to get snow. It's not supposed to be warm enough to get rain. So if anything, it should be like snow and ice. Tomorrow but, or something, it's supposed to be like 40. Right, no, but Saturday, it's, it's supposed to be like 27 or something. It's the high. Mm. But I'm kind of excited. I really wish I could go see it. Eve 6 and Everclear are playing for free. Yeah. I remember Eve 6 when they did Live on the Levee remember that yeah i remember that yeah we got abandoned downtown by michelle oh i'm sorry <laughs> that was i when... remember it much better than that so <laughs> i don't think really, we weren't there it was I wasn't a really there fun you. no it was, it yeah, was okay. i don't think i'd met you different time yeah okay no it was a really fun concert thanks a lot michelle but um that was sort of Jerk the last face. straw for michelle leaving us places that was kind of her mo she would drive she would say that she wanted to drive and then when we get somewhere, she would have some sort of falling out with someone or decide that she just didn't like 
what was drama. going on. And drama. And she would be like, I'm going to go. And it's like, you drove us here. You have, no. Right. Like, what do you, you mean you're going to go? No, I'm going to go back to my house. I was like, um, you drove us here. <laughs> yeah. You can't go back. Luckily, you, we you ran dirty, into dirty our friend Scott. Uh-huh. He drove us home. Thank you, Scott, Thanks, if you're Scott. listening. I think he actually lives really close to us. I saw him at the grocery store one time. Oh. Right? Mm. I keep seeing people from like my grade schoolish days at the grocery store. Well. Mostly mm. I don't say hi to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly because you don't remember who they are until later. No, well, oh, yeah. well, it was that incident at Ernie's? Ernie's? What was the, the bar where we did Car- uh, Showtune Tuesday? Oh, yeah ernie's yeah yeah for mm-hmm. my birthday when i was completely trashed and that one girl was like oh my gosh we went to grade school together and i'm like oh yeah you're so-and-so and she's like no i'm not i'm like are you sure you're not because i'm pretty sure that you are <laughs> way to accuse her of not knowing who she is <laughs> I had that's a awesome fairly lengthy debate of that's like, pretty awesome and the thing was we started talking about something else and then like five minutes later i'm like are you positive that you're not this so person? you just wouldn't let it go you just kept revisiting it no that's so, good i was so drunk yeah, I, I know you are. I know. That was a good time, though. I had a nice time. <laughs> I, I think she was only moderately offended because she understood how drunk I actually was. Oh, okay. And also, well, as long it as had been was like moderately offended. Whatever. Grade school. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, there were like twelve people in my entire grade school class, so I should really remember them. Yeah, but, but you know. But stuff happens. Time it plays tricks on us all. Time and yeah. Things. Time and tide wait for no one. And space and such. Time and space and blah, 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 blah. Oh, one last thing before yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, movies that people should watch. Uh-huh. Um, I watched uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah. Which is the one with Nick from The New Girl and the, oh, okay. uh, the yeah. from Parks and yeah. Recreation. It was actually really cute. I liked it a lot. Um, mm. It's one of those quirky, maybe this is gonna work because it's a movie and maybe this guy's just insane because they're trying to like get our hopes up and then it turns out he's insane okay yeah but uh the premise is that there's an ad in the paper this guy saying that he's looking for a companion for time travel Uh you have to bring your own weapons safety is not guaranteed okay um (laughs) and this reporter sees it and he takes a couple of interns to go try to investigate what's going on with this guy and it turns into a a pretty fun character Uh kind of drama are you playing with settings? Uh, no, just keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I watched it. It was really cute. I really liked it. Okay. Um, it was a uh, overall really good movie, and I liked it a lot. So you should watch it. It's on Netflix. Go. Go. Yeah. Check. Don't right. draw. Don't watch Drinking Buddies though, or maybe you do. Everyone Drinking else seems buddies? to like it. Oh, oh my god! I haven't watched I hated that, one yet. that movie. <laughs> Olivia Wilde or whatever her name is, thirteen from House. She's oh, every girl oh. I've ever hated in my life in that okay. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every manipulative, oh my gosh, our shoes match kind of girl oh. that I've ever yeah. hated in my whole life. I gotcha. Okay. And that's not sexism. That's that's a fact. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I think that's our podcast. <laughs> Is it? Are we done? Um, Maybe? Yeah. Okay. We've been talking for almost an hour. Well, we've been talking about 46 minutes. That's almost I'm an hour. I'm looking at the time. That's, that's that's almost an hour. If you're rounding up, we're rounding up. Shut up. Unless you have something else you want to talk about. Um, you seem to have run out of notes. Well, <laughs> you know what was there's there's a uh, Eve six. I was oh, I was gonna tell my Eve six story, but that's okay. Oh, tell your Eve six story. Well, so we did uh, we did a show 
um, with Eve Six down on Washington Avenue. Um, and it was the opening band was one of my favorite bands, Lucky Boys Confusion. Mm-hmm. And then E6 was the headliner. And it was like a Jose Cuervo I th- something, I think, down on Washington Avenue. And E6 shows up in this just gigantic fuck all tour bus. Like, it's it's massive. And it's it takes up, like, it parks sideways on the street, uh, you know, nose and tail, curb to curb kind of thing. And it takes up literally the whole street. So... Um, you know, they come on, they do their set, they, they have a really good show, it's a good, it's a good time, and then they just fuck off somewhere, and we're, you know, we're doing um, the cleanup, we're striking the stage, we're taking down the barricades and all this sort of stuff, and then we get all done, and Eve 6 tour bus is still there blocking the street, and the problem is, is our street permit doesn't, you know, it's over, it's done. Mm. We were pushing up against our time anyways, because whoever, um, whoever did the event just didn't get along on a street permit, mm. so... We're then, like, scrambling around trying to find Eve Six. We're trying to find their bus driver. We're trying to find anybody from the band because they've all just, boom, vanished. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of fun, just trying to get them to get their bus moved. So, because the city was like, look, either move it or we tow it. It would take them a while to get a tow truck there, wouldn't no. it? No? Okay. No, they just For get a, a record. <laughs> yeah, they just need a wrecker, you know, double axle wrecker. I think the city's got those. And they contract with a company that has them. I know that for sure because I've seen them. So, yeah, I just thought that was kind of That would have been funny. Yeah. We're going to be late to our next Diego tour bus got towed. Right. <laughs> well, because it was like a Saturday night. So Ooh, yeah. it would have been towed and impounded. Oh, no. And all their gear. And they Monday. couldn't Yeah, they couldn't yeah. get into it, you know. So, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. This is like, oh, geez, this was like six or seven years ago. So, yeah. you know, maybe they weren't open on Sundays. <laughs> maybe they are now. I don't know. Um, you know, credit card parking meters and all that stuff now. I totally used one the other day. Did you? I did. We were so excited when we saw those. For exactly. Did you use the booth one or like were you paying no, the no. station it or was, was like a, you stick your card you in the individual card meter? Into the individual oh, okay. meter. Because when I went to career day, um, I wanted to grab some tea at Coffee Cartel before mm-hmm. I went over there because I didn't have any with me and I was yeah. sleepy because it was early. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and by early we mean. I got there at nine. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was like, because I seem to remember you having to leave at the same time I do, and yeah, I had to be at work at nine, so. A little sleepy. Um, Which is usually the time you have to be at work anyways. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Nerves. Um, <laughs> so I pulled up, and I was like, oh, they're taking the credit cards now. I'm going to do that. So I got 40 cents worth of credit card. Can you be charge. a little bit more exact about what you, or is it just like 10 cents or 20 cents? No, or? like it has a minimum of 40 cents. Oh, okay. But that got me like 15 minutes. Okay. I was like, I don't need anything like 15 minutes to get yeah. a cup of tea. But I was kind of saddened because Coffee Cartel only had like three people in it. And Starbucks down the street was like super busy. Ugh. I know. I well, was like, please don't close Coffee Cartel. <laughs> they need to step their act up. It's just as far because, I mean, the last couple of times I've gone in there and gotten coffee, the person is, it's like they just hired someone off the street that didn't really know anything about anything. And I, I'm not saying you have to be like a complete whiz bang about everything barista barista (laughs) you know you caught you have to have coffee tattoos and Mm. you know you're if you're not making coffee you're drinking coffee i'm not saying you have to be like that but you you kind of have to you know take a little interest in your job yeah not just be you know someone behind the cash register pushing buttons yeah so yeah that's a that's a fact and that's that's kind of i mean coffee cartel used to be awesome like the people there were were cool 
Um, and I, I mean, I, I don't, admittedly, I don't know anybody that works there anymore. Yeah. So they may be cool in their own right. It's just the last couple of times it's kind of been like, hey, what do you want? Although I do feel like Coffee Cartel is more of a night coffee spot than a yeah. day coffee spot because they are 24 hours for anybody yeah. who hasn't been down there. Oh my cartel. gosh, yeah. I, I can just, I, I just remember writing papers and stuff and you now sitting in my dorm or sitting in my apartment and like, oh, I gotta get out somewhere. <laughs> oh, I know, I'll go to Coffee Cartel. And I'd sit there for hours on end. My ass yeah. would go completely numb from sitting on the metal chairs outside. And I mean, I have to pick a spot next to the door so I could charge my laptop and continue working and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those, every time you have to get up, you have to like pack everything up and take it <laughs> with you. It's true. Because, you know. It's going to get stolen. If it's you don't. definitely going to yeah, get stolen. <laughs> for sure. That's gonzo. Done. Yeah. But it's still a cool spot. Well, that's cool. And I felt good because I had lots of tea to choose from and it wasn't scalded. Mm-hmm. Dear Starbucks, you scald your tea. Every kind of tea, you scald it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you do the black tea. No, it's still too hot. Uh, black tea should be at a boil. They serve theirs at like 200 something degrees. Yeah, a boil, water boils at like 212. It's 100. Celsius. Oh, Celsius. <laughs> I was like, we get water that's hotter than 100 degrees coming out of the tap. Celsius. <laughs> oh, I, I remember what, one thing I was going to talk about. So this is typical American ingenuity, right? Oh, no. So, <clears throat> And I've just proven myself terrible at <laughs> units of measurement. No, no, it's nothing like that. So anybody who's, you know, been somewhat remotely aware of the news is aware that over the past what seven ten months there's been a lot of credit card massive credit card breaches Man, target here in the u.s somebody else i can't target remember. um another big one blooming bloomingdale's maybe, maybe? Mm. something it's huge it's a really big place yeah man. you know one of our local places schnooks yeah well, our, one of our local uh, markets um market chain supermarket chain um has had a huge credit card breach and so there's this guy who's like, oh, I'm going to come up with this new system that, you know, uses encrypted credit card readers over dedicated phone lines and stuff like this. And the the thing is, is this credit card fraud doesn't exist in Europe <laughs> because they have what's called a chip and pin system. And for anybody mm-hmm. who's not familiar with that, the chip and pin system, it looks like there's a little tiny SIM card built into your credit card. And instead of just swiping with a magnetic swipe, which anybody with a remedial reader can get that number and clone your card Mm -hmm. you actually stick your card into the system and it reads the chip and you have to enter in a pin number and what that does is it's like a challenge response challenge response kind of thing Mm -hmm. because basically when you swipe your credit card with a magnetic stripe it records all the data and it sends some data back to the credit card company and the credit card company says okay is this the number on Mm -hmm. the back of it and the credit card machine says yes this is the number and it's okay handshake here we go transfer money whatever um the chip and pin system does that twice basically Mm. says here's the information come back okay what's the pin number pin number check yeah it's all right okay yeah and then it goes back and forth so it's like a double layer security that already exists it's been going in europe for a decade at least yeah it's one of the main complaints about americans when they travel to europe is they can't use their credit cards because everywhere requires a chip and pin system Mm. the other great thing is the chip and pin readers can actually um, be held by the waiters. Hmm. So when you hand your card to a waiter in Europe, they don't disappear. Your card yeah. does not leave your site. They put it in right there because you have to put your PIN number right. in. It. So they do all that right there. Take your card back. And here in America, 
you hand them your card and they disappear for, you know, right. two, three, five, 30 minutes. You don't know what's going on. Right. You know, I've worked in a restaurant. I know how easy it would be. Not saying that I've witnessed any of this, but, you know, think about it. A guy disappears into the kitchen. What's it going to take for him to just write your card number down, write the number on the back of it yeah. down? That's all he it's needs. very simple. Yeah. You know, maybe he checks your driver's license with your card. Exactly. Boom. He's got your billing yeah, address drive. right there. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it just it just cracks me up because this guy's like, I, I'm, I'm reinventing the wheel. I'm making the system better. And it's like the system already, already exists. <laughs> and the hardware and the equipment are still are already there. And it's not going to take much to integrate it because the companies, Visa, MasterCard, yeah. American Express, Discover, all in other countries use this same technology. So it's they're not going to have to, you know, Rebuild incorporate new some stuff. They're just going to have to, you know, restructure their U.S. stuff to match the rest of the world. Yeah. So. I just thought it was kind of funny. I'm for it. I, yeah. I would put my pin in. Yeah, chip and pin cool. system. I want it. Yep. Sign me up. Because you know what that also means? Don't have to check your ID. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Although that's going to make the coin kind of Totally obsolete. Right? <laughs> uh, 50 bucks wasted there. Oh, that's all right. It's still a fun <sighs> thing to have. It's still kind of cool. It yeah. is cool. I'm excited. If it ever gets here. Okay. It should get here sometime it's this summer. It's a summer, yeah. Yeah. So, a little while. Hopefully. I'm ready for summer. But they're also still doing their $50, you know, introduction thing, which makes me think they may not be getting the backers that they're wanting to do. Excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. So, wow. All right. We've stretched it into almost an hour now. I told you. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we're going to go ahead and call it. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 13. A year already is going to be the title, I think, because it's been just over a year since we started our first podcast. Look at us go. And we only got 13 episodes. You know what? There's 12 months in a year. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) we're a monthly podcast, except we disappeared Mm -hmm. for like seven months. (laughs) All right. Well, good night. Nobody said the months were concurrent. (sighs) We just go ahead and say good night. Good night. Good night. (laughs)